This is the Hunt Quietly Podcast. I'm Matt Ranella. My new friend Nathan, um, a wildlife biologist, is he he's going to his remain anonymous beyond giving his first name you know i have so who would have guessed that i'd have so many folks that wanted to remain anonymous it's almost like i'm i'm going to end up having to get one of those like like voice distorters like they use on 60 (laughs) minutes you know but i understand usually it's somebody that has a connection to works for a state agency uh and those has a connection a direct professional connection to the resource yeah yeah so and man if there's a there's one state where where uh, where the my guests would want to remain anonymous these days it would be the one i live in because there's they're they're being highly suppressed by the state administration because the state administration is is uh, taking a lot of steps to capitalize, uh, monetize wildlife. And yeah, I've been keeping track, and I saw the recent uh, trying to get more non-resident licenses for resident prices, and I try to stay in the loop with all the states. I've hunted your state, and it's okay. Politics are heavy. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. I'm, that's it's a bummer that I can't we we that you decide not to divulge your your full name and uh any like personally identifiable and identifiable information but I totally get it and uh I think it'll become clear to the audience over the course of our discussion that you're a credentialed biologist so uh when we were talking in your initial email to me, you said that you agreed with 90% of what I say. I'm interested in that 10%. Could you lay that out for me as a way to get started? As a way to, as a way to, as some warm up exercises for our yeah. conversation? Uh, well, I've been on social media quite a long time, uh, 13, 14 years old. Joined up on some hunting forums, and I've been fairly active on forums ever since. Used to love sharing my pictures and my stories for a decade or more, freely sharing pictures and stories. Oh, I knew back then, you know, I made a mistake now and then, would never divulge specifics. And to this day, I have a Facebook account. Uh, I still share a few of my pictures, don't share stories much anymore with anybody. Uh, I've had recently in the past couple of years on my Facebook account, if I do share hunting pictures, all my stuff's private, friends only. Don't want nobody who doesn't personally know me being able to see my hunting pictures anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, no disagreement with we're in lockstep so far. Well, okay. I didn't know. And uh, on, I have an Instagram account, some pretty much anonymously just to keep up with some of the stuff we're seeing nowadays with social media and hunting. And I may post a story every now and then with something, but as far as post, I used to post it, you know, look at me, I killed this stuff. I pretty much quit quit all that. But I still maintain an Instagram account. 
and just to keep up with the shenanigans, more or less. Okay. Well, yeah, that don't post on on poems. I post. Keep up with stuff, pictures and stuff. Maybe every now and then. Uh, a lot of the forms I used to post on. No more pictures. No more stories. It's just. It hit me a few years ago what this has all become and what it's turned into as far as social media and sharing photos and pictures. And it's just, for me, going the other way now. Do you have a sense for why I rail against putting dead and dying animals on social media? I do. uh, But where I think there's a slight disagreement is I don't hardly share any of my deer anymore anywhere. But I'm a very passionate, extremely passionate turkey hunter, uh, avid traveler, hunt all over the United States. And I do enjoy, with the folks I personally know, sharing pictures with them. And I enjoy keeping up with their pictures. Uh, well, yeah, my, but you're, you're talking about people that you know, and I'm all, yes, I, I, don't, I, I don't take an if issue. If they see my Facebook pictures, I know them, they know me. Very early on in, in my going public with my beliefs, I wrote an article that came out a year ago in, in, in uh, Free Range American, and we have an Instagram post now that recites verbatim that first paragraph. And in that, I clearly state I, I have zero problems with sharing dead and dying animals on social media with friends and relatives. But nobody has more than 50 friends. Or hundred friends, <laughs> you know. I share a little, to a little bit more than that on Facebook, maybe six, seven hundred. But I, but I know everybody. Mm, I mean, I'll do a purge every now and then. See, that's, yeah, we're, we 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 you know we that's could, that ten percent. We could we could we yeah we could we could dicker about the fine points there. So what's your process? Somebody wants to follow you. It's a private account. Is that what you said? well you can search and find me but you can't see my photos unless you're my friend okay so what's your process there you know all 700 of these people pretty much yeah i went to high school with them or something uh i'm a little bit ignorant on zoom if i can have a screen share i can okay i can literally show you i have a friend request list of like 100 plus primarily hunters that i don't know so i'm not gonna let them see my stuff okay so let's get back to the the question I posed is because here's what I'm trying to get my head around these days. One thing, do you understand why I rail against it? hundred uh, percent. Okay. Let, lay it out for me. Well, up until about 2020, I wouldn't have been so on board, but I know y'all have been experiencing it longer out West with Western big game. Mm-hmm. But about 2020 is the year social media caught up in the eastern U.S., and particularly with turkey hunting. And, man, it's been downhill ever since. Okay, so but uh, that's, that's not why – I mean, that's not why I am opposed. Here, Go ahead. If you, if you want to take a stab at it, go ahead. But if not, I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out again for, for, for you. Just go ahead and lay it out. Okay. Here it is. I believe that animals are shot in this country, lots of them, that wouldn't be shot if people weren't trying to develop 
a per a public persona around hunting if they were not trying to demonstrate their prowess as a hunter to other hunters i think there are people that wouldn't hunt if it wasn't for the ability to try to develop a public persona for themselves as the mighty hunter and i think that hunting opportunity is extremely precious and it needs to be reserved for people that do it for more of the traditional reasons hide horns meat the enjoyment of hunting so that's why i oppose it does that make sense completely okay from my side uh I see more bending wildlife regulations, more leading into poaching to establish that online presence or persona, that hunting celeb. I think that's where we've gotten, particularly in the East. I mean, you see it time and time again, people killing over their limit of turkey, spotlighting deer. And, and I mean, doing it, conducting. So do you have, do, could you lay it? Do you have any? Okay. So one of the early episodes of my podcast, we laid out, what we all we could find about hunting TV personalities getting caught poaching, mm-hmm. which there's a we we found ten or twelve incidences. Which I always say about that episode. I said it during that episode. I've said it a bunch of times since. I could poach the rest of my life and never get caught. I'm convinced of that. You you don't you could be as long as you got two brain cells to get rubbed together, you're not going to get caught. You know so. If 10 or 12 people have gotten caught in the last decade or so, can you imagine how many of these people haven't got caught? Well, what tickles me is when so many get caught because they can't resist posting it on social media. Yeah, well, there's that. I mean, it's like they completely get away with it if they wouldn't post it. So tell me about turkey hunters and poaching or, yeah, outward-facing celebrity wannabe turkey poaching. Well, there's been a few instances just like on Facebook, unfortunately, the Facebook groups have gotten huge, the Facebook hunting groups. And as far as social media, they're almost like the bottom of the totem pole. I mean, about a cesspool of the clientele you get in these Facebook turkey hunting groups. On multiple occasions, there's been uh, turkey hunters in these groups get caught killing over the limb or something like that. Somebody will come back a year later with an article about somebody getting caught, and it's just like they're only doing it for the ground, so to say. Uh, so there's some big names that have gotten caught. Big Not names necessarily in the tur- big, names. In the, in, big names in the church. Okay. I mean, there's a few. I mean, I, I, I mean, there's a couple, but I'm more so talking about the common man, just wanting to be known as you know the greatest turkey hunter. Right. That's a may. That's definitely an issue. Yeah. wanting to you know be on par with their favorite celeb turkey hunter yeah so that's why i think yeah and that's why if we just did away with the whole social media piece that go away you know that i that just blows my mind that i can't get support for that it blows Everybody my mind. Wants to be famous. 
Yeah. So that's what this thing I've done for the purely for the enjoyment of it my whole life. And I and I applaud other people and root for other people that do it purely for the enjoyment of it has become is you 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 hunt for praise people hunt for praise so much that they break the law mm-hmm. you know bomar's most recently right yeah that's finally came out glad to see it yeah i have a a, a fella coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks he has a like like there's, I now realize there's several Instagram accounts, probably Facebook too, where they make fun of people, um, make fun of hunting celebrities. And he's coming on to, uh, his, his site is called, uh, re, um, hanging tree redacted. Do you oh, know yeah, that well, one? What's yep. it? Do you know what that name means? <sighs> I think it's just kind of insinuating towards catching the influencers and celebs we despise and their poaching. You know, just trying to let, let's leave them up to hang. Oh, let's bring them to justice. Okay, that's, that's what I would assume. That's what I've okay. always assumed. Okay, well, if yeah, uh, you'll have to listen. And they're doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, he he's very convincing. Uh, I um had a phone conversation with him recently and he's going to come on and, and, and he called me the other day about this whole Bomar thing. I also had the guy on recently that has the make hunting great again. Uh-huh. Um, and these, these, see, these people are the Robin hoods in, of hunting in my mind. Like they are the, they're the tiny little voices that are tr- trying to get through to people to to like peel the scales off people's eyes and say man well in my mind in my wording it's like becoming famous off of hunting is terrible for hunting and i think that that i don't know if they'd put it that way but that's the way i put it uh but anyway he is very concerned that the Bomars, the Bomars, I didn't realize how severe their punishment was, but they, they are on probation. They can't brandish a bow or a rifle for a few. Is it some, just Nebraska or it all? States? No, no, no. It's it's all, violation. Yeah, yeah. I would assume it was all state. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's why yeah, they're fighting. Yeah. But uh, they're fighting it, fighting it. And he's very afraid that they are going to, get that because they're they're arguing that it's part of their business um and uh this the got the the hanging tree redacted fellow he's going to come on anonymous anonymously as well which is bullshit because like with him he's not he's not he doesn't his job isn't affected he's retired he's a 30 year old retired dude i'm gonna press him on that even though he's an ally, it's like, just why not just say what you do? Like that you're who you are. Uh, I do. And I take a lot of shit for it. I've even gone so far as to 
on several occasions say what my address is. 26 Herzog Road, Mile City, Montana, 59301. Come and visit me anytime, whether you like me or not. Um, so uh, he's afraid that they're going to get that reversed, like to the point where he called me up and said, "You, we need to be, people need to be calling this judge that's going to decide this. I've sent my email. Because oh, so you saw it. Okay. Yep. So for the listening public, yeah, you can, you can, you, if you go on the Hanging Tree Redacted Instagram page, I, w- I should have more de- details at my disposal for those of you that aren't on Instagram. God bless you. Uh, but anyway, yeah, they, he gives he, he says who it is that you can call. And man, that is not a defense. I make my money off hunting. So the punishment should be lighter on me. I can't think of a more repulsive defense than that. Well, then, you know, they also have the supplement company and they're in court over that too. We're falsifying some of the ingredients and. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And still. They probably haven't, they probably gained followers. I know. So why is what is up with that? Why is I why are any hunters any news is good news? Any attention is good attention. That's all I've been able to figure. So the, okay, so there could be a lot of these followers that don't like them. You could you could want to keep up with your and know your enemy, right? That's a thing. Uh, do you think that's a part of it? I think it is. As long as they're seeing a positive gain in followers and interaction and engagement, I don't think they really care. Uh, speaking of Bomar, did you see the gig where he literally burned his truck down by improperly conducting a prescribed burn? No. Yeah. So they're burning off this field. And he's Does he on his property? On, on one of their properties. I don't know if it was their personal property or property they had leased. He's holding a drip torch out of the truck, driving the truck, holding the drip torch inside the fire line <laughs> and, and burns his $40,000, $50,000 plus truck. Yeah. Like, I, I almost swear that was for the ground. I mean, how, I just don't understand how you can get that done. Uh, I've never thought about this until this, just this moment, but with some of these people like him how many people are following them even though they don't like them that's a good point that's one thing i've taken to recently i have unfollowed a lot over the past few years i don't want to give them a youtube view i don't want to give them an instagram click anything and that's one thing i think more people need to really don't want to give their podcast to listen they have a podcast too I don't think they do. I'm just saying in general. Okay, right, 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 right. You know, I can tell a lot of people we have a, this with our brand new Instagram, we have 1800 followers. And once in a while, uh, once in a while over the last couple of weeks, I've gone through and looked at some of these folks and there's a, shit pile of them that have public accounts with gripping grins all over them so that says to me that 
just because someone's following you doesn't mean they like you. Well, then again, that's like when I sent you the initial email, I 90% agree with you. I don't really have a big thing with Joe Blow posting a few gripping grins. On a public account. Yeah, I mean, I don't see the great damage in that one. Let me ask, let me ask this at a more a deeper level. What percent? And it could be zero to a hundred of hunters would hunt less or not at all if Mark Zuckerberg had never been born, if there wasn't social media. I don't think it would be that significant of a percent. Okay. Okay. 20 percent or less i mean oh it's well, almost in no, our dna no, I, mean, no. I guess that's significant but that that's significant to me that uh, well okay that's, that's we, can question, about, we can argue about we can argue about hunt at all we've influenced with our three so many more new hunters with social media to begin hunting uh it's almost a loaded question but just you i mean your joe blow kills a big deer wants to post it he's happy people like Good deer, you know, not okay. Yeah, I mean, it may be if, if as long as it's a decent photo, presentable photo, not fuel for the antis, anything like that. Okay, but my major issue becomes when they start exploiting the resource for personal gain, for and particularly the public resource, which wildlife is owned by the public to begin with. But when they start profiting, uh, especially on public lands that's when I start having a major issue with it. Okay. And, and I, I'm sympathetic to that. So for you, the, it becomes a problem if they are putting gear hashtags on their next to their big buck. When things start getting buck. commercialized, I'll start turning the other way. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a that's a good point, man. And that 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 is a. I mean, even I don't. I wish it would all go away personally, but it, there is a big jump in negativity for me in in the damage caused between some. Okay, so the most benign, in my what I think everybody should do. Is don't put any dead and dying shit on the computer to a public audience at all. Just have it be like your friends and family. Mm-hmm. Uh, next would be in, in next in negative in damage would be um, put it on in a private account. Next worse would be put it in a public account without trying to sell products. And then the worst would be put it in a public account and have gear endorsements associated with it. I I agree with that hierarchy. I mean, it's yeah, there's definitely a hierarchy to it. Okay. So tell me about your, I know you're not, 
exclusively a turkey hunter, but you're a turkey specialist. And tell me what's happened with turkeys in the last few years. You hunt a lot. You hunt all, a lot of different places, right? A lot of different states. You you really go after it with you go after the gobblers big time. Um, so what have what have you seen? What have you seen with public land turkey hunting? Well, uh, twenty twenty was about the tipping point. Uh, I actually was being influenced myself about 2016, 17, by some things I saw on hunting TV and social media. Uh, Meat eater episodes, Southeast Montana turkey hunting. I think I saw it in 2016. Backcountry hunt, goblin turkey, Southeast Montana. I immediately got on my computer, looked up where there was areas in Southeast Montana where I could hike in a few miles and maybe spend the night in turkey hunt. Next year, I was in Montana. 2017 saw some youtube videos of some relatively greenier turkey hunters killing long spurred birds at the end of the season in iowa i thought hmm better get on iowa while i can before it's ruined 2018 i'm in iowa i mean i've personally am not going to deny any bit been influenced by social media to go hunt particular areas and particular regions of states just from what i've seen on video of the quality of hunting there oh and who could who, who could blame you you know i i mean if, if i followed hunting media i very i very well could do the same thing i would very be, much be inclined to do exactly what you did and uh i knew more people would do the same and i knew they have some followers uh and then 2020 of course it was an outlier year of covid people off work and stuff uh i was on a pretty big turkey trip i took two weeks off from work was traveling around how many, st- 20- how many states did you go to i'd have to look it up it was probably eight eight ish whoa yeah whoa. not in that two whoa. weeks throughout the season but- okay and whoa. how many eight <laughs> states yeah at least how- probably what states were there or you don't want to, you don't like mentioning states. Do oh, I don't mind mentioning states. In 2020, okay. uh, I drew a pretty good tag in Florida, I believe. Yeah. And then uh, I hunted Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi, Missouri. And then my May trip, I hunted Michigan, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wyoming, and ended up in Wisconsin. Jeez. Yeah, like, how and many, there's more of us than you how, think. That I how many track. how many turkeys did you get? That's one thing I don't talk about. It's numbers that mm. no don't matter. Okay. okay, you're like the Cam Haynes of turkey. Nope, <laughs> nothing like Cam Haynes. Okay, I'm gonna see up with it and hate to see the direction it's gone. Yeah, but anyways, getting back to it, yeah, 2020. Uh. I started meeting people in the woods who were started bringing up influencers and YouTubers. And I'm like, yeah, you I've been turkey hunting a long would time. run into somebody and they would, bring up, they would bring up a, yes. a, a, tur- a turkey hunting celebrity. Yes. And, and then we'd get to talk. And if my travels or something got brought up, he'd be like, Oh, you travel like so-and-so. And I'm like, 
dude, I've been traveling 14, 15 years. Uh huh. You know, because of so and so. And I'd never saw it before, before 2020. Of course, like I said, a lot of people off work, a lot of people hunting. But then when you go around the public land parking lots and see the decals on people's vehicles, you're like, holy crap, this is happening. Like they'll have a hunting brand. Decal. Yes. Okay. Uh, some of these influencers were throwing their decals on their trucks. You're like, yeah, I've seen a little bit of that in the elk world. It's here. Um, it's happening. And uh, one influencer in 2019 posted about, man, I forgot the numbers, seven, maybe eight public land. You know, he had to include that gobblers from Wisconsin. And that's where I ended up in 2020. And it was unlike anything I've ever seen in 14 or 15 years of turkey hunting other states. Okay. Non-residents galore, locals galore, and multiple. You were like in a national forest in Wisconsin? Public lands across Wisconsin where this influencer had hunted the year before. And What's his name? I'm sure. Well, I'd rather not name names. Excuse me a minute. Dogs. Come on. You're that neat. Nate, is it? Would you prefer Nathan? You prefer Nathan? It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, I'll say not, his channel. Was, you're not to begin with. I call out people, and people know who's calling out the person. You won't call out someone, even though the YouTube knows. is Penhody Project. Penhody. How do you spell Penhody? P i n h o t i. Okay. Penhody Project was the YouTube channel. And literally, you see vehicles from all over the U.S. parked in this same zone of Wisconsin he hunted with with his decal on there. Like, it was a joke. Like, I actually, for the first time ever, cut a turkey trip short because the pressure was so intense. Like, it took the joy out of it for me. Well, I mean, there were okay, so this is great. But I'm going to tell you what... Everybody in this country will say that's been hunting for 10 years or less. They will say that that is a good thing. So what's your argument there? What's your argument there? The, they will say the barriers to entry are so high for us adult onset hunters that we need to be shown by the hunting celebrities where to go and how to do it. Thank Is goodness. it a good thing when you start losing public land hunting opportunities because of it? Well, to them, they wouldn't, it is happening. They, they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't even know that there was such a thing as hunting. If it wasn't for Joe Rogan showing them the way or, you know, name your favorite hunting celebrity. So what, what do you say to the, cause I I'm telling you, you wouldn't think that that's like something that's out there. I know what I say to that. I say, once you're a hunter, I don't care if you've been a hunter for 15 minutes or 15 years. I care about you. You've entered my sphere of concern. 
hunting has captivated you. I care about you. So that's why I don't want any more people being drawn into it. That's why I'm opposed to hunting promotion because we there's enough people. If you're in it, I care about you. I want you like to I want you to be successful and the biggest thing I can do for you is work to open up public access, work up public access. Number 2 is work to make sure that even still more people aren't being drawn in so that some person can or company can make more money, which is why they're drawing more people in. So that's what how I handle that. But I'm curious, like, how do, Nathan, how do I get around people coming at me constantly with this, oh, you're just trying to keep it to yourself. And that's a good thing when there's 30 cars at the, wildlife management area that just shows that people care about having their locally sourced meat, and because they don't they're so ignorant about the effects of hunting pressure i've been you know i don't know if you caught caught wind of this or not but what i've been doing lately is amassing all the literature the scientific literature on the effects of hunting pressure on wildlife because this whole mantra that hunting is conservation is so one-sided because it ignores the effect of more hunters on wildlife everything from litter sizes to birth timings things that are um, genetically conserved highly genetically conserved to um there's some literature even on wild turkey uh, uh but it's more in regards to gobbling uh you know once pressure turkey especially in these once they get you know hunting pressure kicks in uh they'll go quiet you know start to see quiet gobbling and all uh there's not any definitive research yet that i'm aware of as far as it affects populations or anything but it definitely affects bird behavior in particular okay. gobbling behavior. right right well in spatial distributions as yeah. well it, with everything there's a, a mountain of evidence there anything you come across as a biologist in that vein i'm very keen on it i it's interesting to me every time they go to every any time a wildlife biologist goes to look and see does hunting pressure have an effect on some variable be it fitness be it spatial distributions be it body condition scores lipid concentrations they tend to find an effect and these things are hard to demonstrate they're not subject to controlled experimentation these are these are very sloppy studies and still they can show that intense hunting pressure has negative effects beyond just the effect of killing the animal. Uh, so, but you'll never hear that. You'll only hear the influencers. You'll only hear the nonprofits say hunting is conservation. We need more hunters for conservation. So that's one thing that, yeah, so I, I still going back, like 
you've watched there's a lot of people believe it or not that will you'll what's alarming to you you go to these places and they're overrun with people that have showed up at this place to hunt inspired by and informed by some hunting celebrity and there's a lot of people that'll say oh and that isn't that wonderful what do you say to those people Those people don't realize uh, the damage that has been done to some of these areas and to public land hunting opportunities from the influencers because of overpressure. East of the Mississippi River, just in the past two years, there has been a tremendous amount of public land turkey hunting opportunity lost because of overpressured public lands. And it just so happens these same public lands have been visited by influencers slash YouTubers. You can take, I can take the data. I can do a data request, get data from license sales or mandates on the WMA, something like that, and compare it to where an influencer or YouTuber visited in the previous year. Dang near every time there is a direct correlation between increases in pressure to this state, whether it's non-resident licensing sales, uh, increased pressure on a specific WMA or national forest. And okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. So this is something that my little tiny group here is very keen on. We are trying to do the best, do the best most intellectually honest job that we could possibly do to say so what we do is we look at we've been looking at draw odds and it's it's this is it, once you get into the nuts and bolts it's way more difficult than you'd think but you what we're trying to do is look at there's some number of years where the draw odds are fairly stable and then a hunting show is filmed there. And then look at what happens after that to draw odds. I so, can contribute directly to that. I would love see well, maybe, here's one example. I mean, maybe that, nobody nobody maybe nobody gets value out of this podcast episode, or yeah. maybe they do, but if you can help us with that. Like, and I mean, like, come up with good, like, where we data visualizations. Now, there's, I would be forever grateful to you. So let's keep beyond this podcast, let's keep talking about that or like see if we can come up with some stuff there. But, you know, I guess for now, the thing is, what do you say to the people that go, and isn't that wonderful? It's wonderful if you don't have a place to hunt. This is the main thing I'm going to say. Because private land access is getting more and more expensive. Turkey se- Public land turkey seasons are getting more and more restrictive. And we all know what's happening out west with Western Big Game. I mean, the common man's getting priced out. Right. right. I'm not against hunter recruitment. I am against when companies are pushing it 
for personal gain, when influencers are pushing it for personal gain, especially when it involves public lands, because that's what I hold near and dear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well and that's what, my heart is great as long as we got somewhere to put them. But when yeah, we don't have nowhere to put them, we don't have anywhere to put them. That's where the issue lies. And when we start losing more public land opportunities, I mean, and I just have to think, you know, if I have kids in the future, you know, 15 years down the road, what is hunting going to be like at this current rate? Because it's changed so exponentially so quick since the influencer era and the social media era. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of new hunters out there. They're still going to say, like, everything we're saying is going to, they're going to say, I wouldn't even know about hunting as a choice. I would have, I would never have embarked on my hunting journey if it wasn't for these people. And that's what I get confronted with all the time. I mean, and my, my argument is, well, yeah, and it's for you I fight. It's for you that I don't think we need any more hunting promotion, you know, and I, I'm trying to get that point through to, to people, you know, like in my mind, the person, the, the hunter that, that is most negatively affected by hunting promotion is a new hunter, an older hunter, someone that's more experienced. They know a little better how to deal with hunting pressure and be successful in spite of it. They know a little better about, like, through their scouting and stuff, about ways to avoid severe hunting pressure, be it temporally, going to a certain spot at a certain time, or spatially, um, these animals happen to be here in september but not october uh um they have more bonus points an older hunter uh a newer hunter is a brand spickety spankety new hunter they're the ones that are most negatively negatively affected by hunting promotion drawing more people in so it's for them that I fight, but they don't realize it. They just think that it, I get leveraged with this. Oh, you're just trying to keep it all to yourself, blah, 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 and all that. And, and dude, Nathan, it, it, it's infuriating to me. It's infuriating to me. Nobody that I know in this country, including most of the people that are making their money off hunting, spends nearly as many hours as i do giving back i'm somebody that works in an entirely different domain and here i am giving 20 or 30 hours back and i'm and they're coming at me with you're just trying to keep it to yourself that that, 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 that whole and it's like if i was trying to secure quality hunting opportunity for myself believe you me i would be doing something completely different i'd be cozying up to my relatives and friends that are in the hunting industry i would be taking my expendable expendable income and leasing a ranch 
whatever it took, you know. So, but but that's the that's the thing. These influencers get where you and I think of them as and as we think of them as exploiting and and outing and publicizing places so that they can make a buck the new hunter says oh isn't that wonderful now we know where to go it's almost i've noticed this when i was personally affected by it they have basically a cult-like following it's kind of scary and quite humorous how strong the following is for some of these influencers because I, I've been fighting what I call the good fight for multiple years now on hunting forums, primarily online. And a lot of the opposition is from newer turkey hunters, turkey hunters who never traveled before. Now they're influenced to travel out of state. And, you know, I've been met with extreme opposition to some pretty critical levels. And it's pretty much a cult-like following on some of them. And nothing you can say is going to change their mind because their hero showed them this and they had a good experience from the hero showing them where to go or this or that. And yeah. Those type, we're, we're not going to persuade them, I'm afraid. Um, yeah. I don't know what the future holds, but I'm not sure we won't persuade him because i i think it's only going to get worse it's going to get worse and the movement's growing so i think well yeah i think it's it's going to get i think that that non-pay hunting is only going to decline in quality so my hope is that at some point whether you're a newer hunter or an older hunter you realize that um hunting promotion hunting promotion isn't your buddy you know um so that that yeah that's my that's that that's the it's 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 kind of part of the reason i do this is because it's interesting just to see how it's all going to play out and i want to be involved you know, I want to be on the record as saying how I think it's going to. Well, I've enjoyed how, saying I've told you so to a bunch of people in regards to turkey. Sure, sure. So, what do you see with what do you see with? Do you see anything in your region with privatization? Like here, leasing is going through the roof. Uh, There's and, always been a leasing culture uh, east of the Mississippi River. Yep. Yeah, uh, a lot stronger than out west. Uh, deer hunting clubs, dog we hunting ca- clubs. We're catching up with you rapidly, but yeah. Uh, the one thing I've seen is as public land turkey hunting opportunity has been reduced. Uh, turkey hunting is starting to fetch a premium on private lands, in multiple states now, Alabama and Georgia being two of them. As of a year ago, you have to have access to private land to even be able to hunt the entirety of the turkey season because they've delayed the openers of public land by a week because of the intense pressure. How long is it? How was the long? How long was the season before they constricted the length of it? 
Uh, Alabama, uh, five to six weeks. Okay. Georgia, about the same. But okay. now both of those public lands open a week later, which puts a premium on private land turkey hunting. Yeah. You know, if you want to hunt the whole season. And then also we've seen bag limit reductions on public lands. Uh, Alabama now, you can only kill one public land turkey the first 10 days in a region. Once you kill that public turkey, you're done for the 10 days of the season. And keep in mind, wait, 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 help me, help me help uh, lay that out. How many regions are there? Oh, in Alabama, they have two different turkey hunting regions. Okay. Uh, one region opens about March 23rd, March 24th. The other opens April 1st. Okay. Uh, and the earlier open region, the public lands open April 1st and the later region, they open April 8th. So you can start hunting a full week earlier on the private lands in Alabama. But in each region, once you kill, you can only kill one public land turkey the first 10 days now. Mm-hmm. So one and done for 10 days. Spread the wealth, those say. Uh, Georgia, they've implemented. Well, and you know, there's a lot of people that are going to say that's good. Spreading the wealth. Just yeah, so you know. that's, I mean, that's what we're seeing. I was on turkey. I was basically spreading the wealth. I mean, you get a turkey, you get a turkey, you get a turkey, you know, it's like. It kind of punishes the it kind of well, punishes, yeah, punishes the good public land turkey hunters. How so? Well, you have some accomplished turkey hunters who you know they go out and kill two or three birds on the public lands. You know, the first ten two ten days, two weeks of the season. Well, now they're limited to one, or even one per public area. So okay. then they have to move. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what to think about that like okay so i have a lot i have i have a lot i think about that one is one thing i think is if it wasn't for hunting promotion we wouldn't have to fight over we wouldn't there wouldn't there wouldn't be this problem with there wouldn't okay if it wasn't for hunting promotion there would be less demand for game so and i'm this is rock bottom with my beliefs about all this shit to the point where if i wouldn't even have written a couple articles and started a podcast and an instagram account if if i didn't think these things so There's a higher demand now for turkeys. So in what you're describing to me is people that have been added a while can't shoot as many. And people that are newer because newer, more people are coming in and wanting to do it. And um, to an extent, I'm, I'm, I'm sympathetic to that to an extent, you know, like I'm okay that maybe instead of somebody getting five turkeys now a year in their state, which is what you can get here right now, but I'm sure that'll decline. uh, Now you can only get two because other people, 
want to do it as well. But where I, what infuriates me is that the reasons there's more demand for these damn turkeys is because not because somebody publicized turkey hunting because they wanted the wanted society to have the same um joy of turkey hunting that they have boy i sure do care about everybody experience just how much wonderful turkey hunting is so i'm going to publicize it because it seems selfish to keep all this good turkey hunting to myself so i'm gonna freaking you know scream it from the roof rooftop tops turkey hunting but that's not why they do it you have this you have this quiet community of people that really love turkey hunting and they go out and they just do it for themselves because they love it and then some loud mouth comes along and they're like hey come here go do this because it's great look how good i am at it you can be good at it too and but they're not doing it to share if you look at your typical influencer they don't have a they don't have an a, a past history of mentoring new hunters nope. before the day they started making money off hunting that's when they're all of a sudden like the ambassador the let's let's all do the turkey hunting now because isn't it wonderful and i'm just looking out for you guys no it's about them making money i i can't think of a single hunting influencer that was trying to recruit more hunters the day before they started making more money off of it but they get all this credit for it. What do you think about that? Well, I think it's a perfect lead way into what some Western big game influencers have been doing. The same influencers who used to talk down on turkey. God forbid you compare elk hunting to turkey hunting. I think it's, I think of the, I think of them as very similar as someone that does both. I've been on four or five elk hunts now and extremely similar. Some the, boys the, east of the Mississippi. The, the biggest the biggest difference is that the turkey might actually come in. <laughs> <laughs> but the same Western influencers who used to hate that comparison and down talk with turkey will go look at them now. Dang near all of them are producing turkey content. Oh, okay. Look, look it up. You'll see almost all of them. On record years ago, oh, it's nothing like turkey hunting, you know, turkey hunting. No, no, we don't care about turkey hunting now, but all of them are producing turkey content. Okay. Um, tell me about the, the hunting public. They you you have some you were telling you were saying on the email that they and I don't think this will be common knowledge that they get paid by state fish and wildlife agencies to promote hunting. They got paid by multiple state fish and wildlife agencies. I think once it became public knowledge, uh, enough people backlashed to kind of dampen that down. It'll make them think twice before taking money from state game and fish agencies again. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so Randy Newberg is our uh, Western yep. 
equivalent of that that he's gotten paid. And uh, Arizona paid them both. They got Newberg on the hook and the hunting public as well. And uh, if the audience doesn't know, Arizona has lost a tremendous amount of over-the-counter deer hunting opportunities because of that. Okay. Exploitation of that opportunity and resource. Uh, The hunting public was also paid by Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency and Georgia Department of Natural Resources. Uh, Just between those two states, there was approximately $30,000 plus spent on those projects. And they the hunting with public, another state. The hunting public got $30,000 between Tennessee and what was the other state? Georgia. Georgia. Now, that, that's, this is how much that was spent. According to the uh, media resources professionals for that state game and fish agency. Those two states. Yeah, those two states. That's how much was spent. Uh, one, like in Georgia, uh, they, the state game fish spent $23,000 on the project. So now, what is the money the actually go? Guy. What's the, what's the money going toward? Like, do they, do they produce videos of these guys hunting? Uh, the guys produce their videos of themselves hunting and then put a, a bunch of advertisements adverts in for the state game of fish agency. Like click here to buy your license or, Okay. Go here to check out the hunting opportunities in Georgia or Tennessee. Okay. I mean, it was obvious to me from the get-go something was going on because why would you just freely advertise for these state game and fish agencies? I mean, you'd like to think it was, you know, out of the good of their hearts. And then some people started doing some research investigation. Uh, one thing I like to utilize, the Freedom of Information Act request. Mm-hmm. You can get a lot of this information from state game and fish agencies if you just ask for it. Right. Word got out. Yeah, they were being paid and they had never once acknowledged it. Of course, why would you? You know, that they knew it would not go over well. But since word got out in the summer of 2021, I'm not aware of any of them being paid again. You know, and I think Newberg even decided to quit taking money. Yeah. About a year ago, I got a petition um, that. I, it was a, one of these hokey online petitions. I signed it anyway, but it was to demand that the Arizona Arizona Fishing Game Agency stop paying him to promote hunting down there. I mean, it's kind of ironic. They pay the influence to promote hunting, and then the campaign is so successful, they literally have to limit the public land hunting. I mean, yeah. it worked. Yeah. It yeah. worked too well. Well, it depends on your perspective. A new hunter is going to say, well, isn't that wonderful? Again, you know, I get a hit with it all the time. So, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not convinced by that argument in the least because I think that there's so many different ways to being a fulfilled human being like a a person that has their needs met is captivated by enough stuff that they have an interest they're inter- have enough interests that they're they're stimul- sufficiently stimulated in life you could do any number of things and be satisfied but what i look when i look at trying to get more people into hunting which is the um 
law of diminishing returns kicks in so quickly. I mean, it's it, it's long ago kicked in. I mean, it, the the demand for quality hunting so outstrips the supply that it, it there's it's laughable that you'd want to get more people into hunting, get them into yoga, get them into playing pool, whatever you know, uh, chess, soccer. I don't know, but it's all about like cultivating an interest in people in hunting even though there's no room for them it just strikes me as the biggest fuck you to people that are already captivated by it and that's what bothers me if there was a place to put them it wouldn't be so much of an issue i mean yeah obviously state game and fish budgets depend on the sale of hunting and fishing licenses and uh Nothing against, like I said before, recruiting new hunters. If it's, I mean, more organically, I mean, in the case of Western big game and Eastern turkey hunting, numbers were growing organically. You hear about the decline in hunter numbers. You look at the data, which you can go on the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services website and pull it up. Yeah, total license sales were declining in some states, but that was primarily whitetail hunters and small game hunters. You look at the number of turkey hunters. What about if you divide by the number of acres available to them? Have not looked that far into it yet. That would be interesting. But there's, I mean, it's obvious to see Western big game hunting, the demand for elk in particular, and then even turkey now, even in the East and the West with turkey. Mm -hmm. It was already growing organically at a pretty good rate. But we've about reached that tipping point where, you know, what we're seeing now and just getting a tag in some states. Yeah. Yeah. The demand has outgrown the resource. Especially, well, in particular with public lands. I mean, yeah. Um, Yeah. Isn't it wild to think that just such a short time ago, just a couple years ago, people were getting paid to promote stuff? And nobody knew. And then it's brought to light and they have to fess up for it. And all of a sudden, yeah, I think we'll quit. Yeah, they knew from the get go <laughs> how controversial yeah. that would be. But I mean, who's going to turn down twenty grand from a state? No, I don't blame. Well, I don't. anybody that's anybody that's a hunting influencer in my mind, they're pre, they're preoccupied not with doing the right thing at all. If you're a hunting celebrity, you're preoccupied with fame and money. You don't give a shit about. The hunting community i mean other than them buying your products you don't give a shit about because you you see it through like the you can't argue that hunting influencers haven't increased the cost of access to quality hunting that's the by definition that's what advertising does it increases the cost of things that are in short supply and the biggest the thing that's in most short supply in hunting is access to quality hunting ground um and that's why we got the leasing thing going on that's why you can't bang on doors anymore you know and they don't give a shit about that they care about making money 
and being turkey hunting was the thing you and used being to the hero and being yep. the hero that's what they care about fame and money and still i don't know how you wrestle hunters away from those people you know i don't know how you get through to them but that like do you think Nathan, that there's ever going to come a day where hunters are going to say, man, did the hunting personalities fuck us. They turned us into Europe. Oh, yeah, the day is coming. I mean, uh, when I first started speaking up against some of the shenanigans going on, you know, it almost seemed like a hopeless cause. But then more and more people were like, you know what? You're right. Or like, hey, man, uh, yeah, I've lost public land hunting opportunity because of what you just said. Or, you know, you told me this two years ago it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then more people, more people on Instagram, like Hanging Tree, making hunting great again. They're spreading awareness. We need those people to spread the awareness, to bring to light what all is going on in the hunting community. And uh, so to say, the Army is growing. Our side is growing. I mean, more and more people are becoming aware. And that's been my goal all along these past three years, letting people know what is happening to our hunting opportunities as a result of them supporting the influencers. Right. Right. And that's the only way we're going to, you know, keep gaining traction is just, look, this is what's happening. Your hunting opportunities are likely going to be reduced because of these people. Why do you want to continue to support them? Yeah. Yep. Man, you and I could not be more closely aligned. Um, I think we're more like 95% than nine, than 90%. So, uh, anything else you want to cover? Because like, I mean, I, I'm interested in continuing this relationship because mm-hmm. you're, you got, you're somebody that has a, a grasp of the, the data. And I think, I mean, we got to rely on facts to get our points across cross convincing yep. arguments and facts so i i think that you know you and i yeah. you and i i hope we team up i hope you join our little team and and work with us on stuff but uh yeah anything else i do want to bring up the onyx article i sent you a link to okay best turkey best states to turkey hunt oh I, I, I'm, I'm not aware of that. Now, i've got my problems with them i just foyered uh he's got you know my big beef with him the him owning the private lands a little bit of it he has a he bought, public he, access he but bought, the most he owns his so own ranches like and, he did this thing for a couple of years where he's bemoaning all the landlocked and filming videos of him flying into landlocked public land you know what landlocked public land is mm-hmm. okay yeah then it turns out he has an outfitting business and he's outfitting landlocked public land i'm about to find out how many acres of landlocked that he's outfitting so and then i also he so he's a guy that has a company that um um tries to facilitate new hunters getting into the game making it easier they even write articles about Oh, isn't it yep. great? Hunter numbers are up. Isn't that awesome? Uh, at the same time, he's diminishing opportunity by 
leasing up, uh, leasing up land through his outfitting company. Also writing an article, he has, they have an article about how to find your next hunting lease. Uh, and now you're about to tell me something else. So in 2021, I'll next post this article, best states to turkey hunt. Uh, they named eight to 10 states. I have to bring it up here to see. Fast forward two years later, after this article came out, half of the states they've named have saw massive reductions in public land hunting opportunity for turkey. Now, how ironic is that? Go here, the best public land states to turkey hunt two years later. Ah, sorry, bro. You didn't draw. <laughs> yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. So this is where, again, again, we need to be working together because I would love for you to put some of this stuff together and I'll give you full credit for putting the facts together. You, you know, the podcast, the Instagram page, whatever, however you want to disseminate it. I'm just saying my, my teensy weensy little tiny speck platform is yours for disseminating factual information about that so please help us with that stuff yeah i'll hit a few states in the article real quick i got it up now they advertised alabama which the hunting public was in partnership with i'm not sure if it was a paid partnership alabama didn't want to give me that data but they were in partnership with uh, alabama that's where they've uh, now you have to have private land in alabama to utilize the entire turkey season because the public land seasons are delayed Let's see. They mentioned Georgia, which is another state like Alabama. Public land seasons are now delayed as of 2022. Uh, one bird bag limit per, per WMA in Georgia. And that's one of the partnerships, paid partnerships the hunting public had was with Georgia. Uh, Nebraska just recently put a cap on non-resident sales. It's been exploited pretty well on YouTube. Uh, as of this year, Kentucky. Another state mentioned in the next article has put a one bird limit on their WMAs. You're seeing this pretty commonly, restricting the amount of take on WMAs because of the, all the new pressure. And then Tennessee was mentioned. It was the best state for turkeys in every field. Tennessee, another state that paid the hunting public, in which the hunting public put out an advert saying, Tennessee's my favorite state to turkey hunt. Tennessee now has since one bird bag limit on select WMAs. One of the WMAs, which was publicized all over YouTube and has been for years, one bird bag limit the first two weeks of the season. And two WMAs in Tennessee have recently went to draw only for this year. And this is so, during you know, a period where the, the turkey population is fairly stable. Uh, there's been some downswings on some of these public lands that these implement that these new regs have been on. There hasn't really been much trends throughout the eastern US. Uh, one thing a lot of people don't realize is turkey populations actually fluctuate. Uh, once turkey are introduced into an area, they have a boom. 10, maybe 20 years down the road, turkeys will start to decline and they hit a natural period of ups and downs. That's so why 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 is that? Why is it because the disease um, becomes more prevalent after a while? Or Well, some speculate there may actually even be a lag time on predators. Oh, that makes sense. That makes time to hone in on how to best prey on turkey. Okay. Of course, that's something extremely hard to prove with science. Sure. Yes, disease is a factor. I've personally seen in my area disease play a factor in turkey populations, but they can rebound quick. Okay. And there's been a little bit of turkey hysteria 
the past few years in parts of the eastern U.S. But uh, some of these public land rigs, you look at the harvest data, the public lands have been stable or doing just fine. Some of them are low, some of them are a little high. But it's just the fact the state's Onyx highlighted as the best places to hunt and turkey hunt public land two years down the road after the article, or even a year down the road, public land restrictions. Goes yeah. to too many people. With the, well, again, for the 20th time in this conversation, the thing you gotta we gotta deal we have to grapple with is you can accept all the premises. The premises are that pressure has gone up harvest restrictions have become more uh the the harvest restrictions have increased um and you could argue then that that's a good thing or a bad thing and or it's a good thing more license sales more money for state agencies more people enjoying the hunting experience so that's you know that's what I mean, I have my arguments about that. Like I said, why bring? Why are we bringing people into a saturated ho- hobby or pastime or whatever? You know, so that's that's what I'm more and more discovering is the crux of the issue is that people can hear you say what you're saying and think that that's good or bad, and it depends on how long they've been hunting. Mm-hmm. New people will tend to think that that's a good thing. Older hunters will think that that's a bad thing. And then again, just look at what we've seen in the past three to five years. What's this going to turn into 10 to 15 years from now? What's it going to turn into for the next generation? Well, one thing I can say for sure is it's going to be more and more important that people are hunting for the right reasons. And that's why I believe that hunting entertainment Shooting shit so that for somebody else's hunter entertainment has got to go away because there isn't enough opportunity out there for that luxury of that. It's got to be res- and hunting like hunting entertainment, shooting shit to make money and and entertain people has got to go away. Shooting shit so that you can make a name for yourself has got to go away because there's just not room for it. If there was, if it was limitless opportunity for hunting, I'd be like, go and shoot stuff for whatever reason you want. You know, I don't care why you shoot it, but it's not that way. So that's why in my mind, it's got to be reserved for people that are doing it for the meat. And the my thing is like I hate it for the local hunter, the local hunter who can't afford access to private land, the local turkey hunter in Georgia who grew up hunting this WMA his entire life, killing a couple birds off of it, and now because of some paid influencers, this WMA is going to draw on only for the first three weeks. You have to draw yep. a permit to hunt, and yep. oh, he can hunt the last two weeks after the birds have been boogered with the first three weeks, but he can right. only kill one turkey. Right. If he wants to have, and meanwhile, those same influencers are on to the next spot. Yep. Probably now, now those influencers, now they have fans and some of those fans have money and some of those fans have private property. So then they go just hunt those instead and they don't have to. That's another shift you've seen. Yeah. They don't don't have to to deal. 
they don't have to deal they've with screwed themselves out of tags right well but they don't have to deal with how the way they screwed themselves now because now they're and i've up. also personally witnessed uh influencers portraying public land hunts like if it's a public land hunt by god they're gonna tell you that's a public land hunt if you don't see public land in the title there's a possibility it's a private land hunt. oh it's and it is it is it's they're the whenever you don't hear them say public land, it's private land. <laughs> there, there's no doubt about it. It if the if you're watching a hunting video that doesn't say public land or like the hunting public, where it's in their title that that's what they do, it is. Either a special draw tag that they've ha- like just so happened to draw, or it is private land. And there's no doubt about it, you know. In my, and there's mind. nothing wrong with hunting private land. It's just don't portray it. No, 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 no. Persona as around hunting public uh-huh, land, uh-huh. and then you start trying to portray that you're hunting public land when you're not. It's I like, think there's come on, a, dude, you're just drawing a, more people to the state. There's a lot. Which is one wrong. more thing I'd like to mention. There's a Why lot wrong with even portraying it. In my mind, it shouldn't even be on TV or YouTube to begin with. In my mind, why is it necessary to name states? Why does it matter what state an animal is taken in? Oh, I can tell you exactly why. Because the more specific you are about where you shot it, the bigger your viewership. Exactly, and I've sat down with an influencer and tried to get my, this point across. And his response was, I'm a traveling turkey hunter and I'm going to name the States. Yeah. Cause he knows it's going to affect his viewership, his clicks, his locks, his subscribes, his content, his revenue. But if, if we would just quit naming States, that would help alleviate some of this. You, you get an Eastern wild turkey. That's good. Because what we're seeing at least in turkey, and, and, well, even with elk, Look what's happened with Wyoming general tags. All the influencers naming Wyoming elk, Wyoming public land elk. A Wyoming general tag has went from a one-point draw about six years ago to now we're looking at a four- or five-point draw this year mm. because of all the publicity placed on Wyoming elk. Yeah. Yep. Just say elk hunting, man. I wouldn't have as big of a problem if they just quit naming states and start, I mean, just quit hotspotting certain areas. Yeah, I'm with you there. I I just as somebody, I just don't see any reason to be a hunt. I don't. Okay, I'm with you, but more, I'm I'm more extreme. I'm like, yeah. why be famous about hunting? Why I don't think of that as something that to be famous about. I wish there were no there were no people that were famous for hunting. See, I know social media is not going away. No, but I'm just like you said. Your question is to mitigate the loss, to mitigate the loss of hunting. Yes, I. You're make. You're like not. Let's not make the perfect the enemy of good. So you're like let's not name states. But I'm still an idealist, and I'm I'm like, don't be a famous hunter. Don't say anything. Don't even be on the computer. Don't even be on the TV. Don't be on social media. If you really love hunting, just go do it and stop being the hunting, like the hero of hunting. So I don't know. That's where I come down. And I'm not going to sway from that. I'm like, I think that hunting, what, what 
the best thing that hunting could be to me is people that do it for the love of it, the enjoyment of it, and they have a high quality experience and they don't pay for it. And I don't see a single benefit to hunting fame to that. Hunting fame takes us away from all of the things that I think are valid in terms of bringing bringing personal satisfaction to hunters. So, like, my thing is, I don't, I don't fucking want any hunting fame. I don't want anybody telling anybody what state. I don't even want people telling any anybody any but anything. If you're a hunter, just go hunt. Stop trying to make a public persona for yourself. I mean, I personally wouldn't kill for content, but say, I don't know, six, seven years ago, I'd want people to know I killed this. Look at me. I killed it. But that's before I started seeing the damage that was done. Yeah. You know, in my mind, the best, the best thing would be if the only, every hunter in the U S the only people that knew that that hunter was a hunter were people that they interacted with regularly. you know so that's what i'm saying i'm yeah i mean it's infeasible maybe there's some there's some uh compromise there but that's where i come down on it don't be a famous hunter don't try to develop a public persona for yourself about hunting it's so stupid it's not something that it's just, it's not something that's like, it's not a legitimate, like, I don't know if you. They have to maintain it once they get there. What are their other options? You know, go and get another career. I mean, once they're so deep, they yeah. have to go for content. They have to put out content. Yeah. So I guess my thing is we don't like, let's just discourage it for going forward. Nope. You know? Yeah. These people like, they're not going to stop because they, they got, that's how they butter their bread but let's just not perpetuate it i mean there's lots of reason to be lots of great reasons to be famous you could be a great human you could be nelson mandela you could be um uh pastor the guy that discovered the um germ theory of disease you could be newton you could be any number of reasons to to be you you could you could be a great economist like Keynes or whatever being good at shooting something to eat is not it's just not fame worthy you could be a great wildlife biologist or a research ecologist oh yeah you could be I mean you know hunting is conservation they'd like to tag I'm a conservationist well, go make a career out of it. Go, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah. Um, all right. Anything else to impart? I'm good if you are. I am, but let's stay on for a minute because I'd like to talk yeah. to you about uh this. I, I want to make the tough sell to you about helping us out. So, mm-hmm. okay. Thanks. No problem, man. Enjoyed it.